Hey there, guys. You're listening to Float On. This podcast gives you guidance and insight and seeing more beauty in that river ride that is life. You can't go back. You can only learn and move forward. I'm your host, Dahlia Jean. Let's do this thing. So, hey there. How are you? What'd you do today? Did you get anything done? Anything important? Are you pumped up? For the day? How are you really feeling? Are you frozen in fear about where to even start with your day? This battle is more common than you might think, believe it or not. And there's an actual name for it. We're going to talk about workload paralysis. And we're going to talk about a few other things like how to use certain things to kind of help you with your time and managing it. We're going to talk about positive reinforcement and really how to just pull this off. So that's our big goal is just figuring out ways to free your mind a little bit with some better tools to help you manage your time. And it's going to help you really feel like you own your days because you're going to kind of crush it a little bit. Just a heads up on that. That's just kind of an overview of what we're going to talk about today. And like I said, I want to go back to how you're really feeling in your day. And it's kind of an important place to start because you got to really kind of gauge what you want to do in your life, what you want to get done, where your priorities are. Do you want to have more room to get certain things done? Or do you want to have more room in your life to accomplish or pursue certain things? And it's just about taking a step back and deciding on what you really need in your life. So for many people, I feel like just the structure of time and, you know, that kind of everyone jokes about like, oh, I wish I had more hours in my day. But I think it really comes down to addressing what we view as downtime. And I think it also comes down to our own abilities to multitask. Some of us are natural multitaskers. Some of us need to sort of work at it a little bit more. So this is going to be a good one. If you're feeling like you wish you could accomplish more, stay with me here. The first thing I want to talk about is workload paralysis and the fact that it really does have a name. Like this this thing is real. When you just feel like there's so much going on and you are frozen. I've done it. I do it often. It's a, I mean, those are literally the funniest memes to me because I battle it all the time. Friends and family are always like, how do you get how how do you do all this in one day? Like, when do you sleep? When do you, you're always pursuing things. You're always executing and doing things. And really, I think I have to give credit to my habit of just keeping time. And maybe it's the teacher in me. Maybe it's just me wanting to be super organized. But I'm telling you, I've built some habits that have helped me so much with this. And for me, it's all about stress, like just offloading stress from my mind. So what is workload paralysis? It's really just what it sounds like. You are frozen because you are so overwhelmed with your workload. (laughs) And I think it happens to all of us on certain levels. I know with me, it happens with chores and it can happen with my artwork. I am a practicing artist and I do some pretty often. Uh, Last year, I think I did over 30 commission paintings. So I was pretty prolific. And I mean, my heart, like, come on, talk about overwhelmingly feeling loved. It's been a big journey for me just 
bringing painting back into my life and having it become what it is for me today is super exciting. But being creative is not something you can just turn on. If I'm overwhelmed, that's probably the first thing that suffers is my creative work. I, I cannot produce if I am feeling stressed and overwhelmed. It just doesn't happen. And I feel like it's maybe not necessarily creativity for you. It might be something else. But there's always those things that suffer when you have stress in your life. And it's important to know what those overwhelm triggers are. So like what happens when you get to that point? For me, stress in my life from anything, it could be like social stress, like dealing with, you know, trying to help a friend out. Like I'm a sponge. I'll tell you right now, I am to a D an empath, no shame in that game at all, but you have to know your boundaries. You know, you have to know when it's time to take a step back because it's affecting you. So for me, it's stress from like friends or stress from work or, you know, stress with being a mom comes and goes and waves, all of that stuff can spill over and affect other parts of your life. And it's really just about finding ways to manage that stress. And for me, it comes down to knowing my threshold. So knowing when enough is enough and it's too much for me. And then also managing my time is huge. The question is, well, what can you do if you're in this workload paralysis and how can you save yourself faster. Because I feel like it's never really permanent for anyone, but I think we all end up in that point in our minds and it can affect us for some people longer than others. And so how do we save ourselves? This cycle can happen pretty quickly. If something triggers you, you're going to shut down and then you just end up in a puddle of your own self-pity, for example or chores are just building up, you've, you know, you realize you've got company coming over and you're like, holy crap, I have to clean the entire house. There's so much, everything is trashed. Have you guys ever seen that video? I don't even know who it is, but it's like a guy dressed as, (laughs) dressed as a woman and she's like spinning and screaming, like everything must be clean. And she's got the vacuum and she's just on a complete rampage about the house needing to be cleaned. So I feel like, That's the other extreme. Like you're either completely shut down or you are spazzing out, freaking out, knowing you have to get stuff done. But is there a softer, kinder way to get yourself to be productive? And I have some things for you that I want you to try if you ever end up in that position where you're about to freak out and perhaps you're just swinging up out of workload paralysis and you're realizing, no, things have to get done. So start with your self-talk. Be kind to yourself and be realistic and fair. It's super important. Think of it this way. If you were addressing a friend who came to you with this situation and they're like, oh, I have my whole family coming over. I'm freaking out. My house is a mess. Oh my gosh, everything needs to be spotless. Well, what would you say to that friend? What would your advice be, right? Your advice isn't going to be, well, start by completely freaking out, having a meltdown, screaming at everyone you live with. Like, no, you're not going to give that advice. So if you can kind of take a step beside yourself in those moments and say, okay, what would I tell a friend to do? Or what would I tell my sister to do? Or whatever, right? And obviously we all can find humor in these moments, but the reality is It's stressful when it happens. So how can we get ourselves to be productive in a less abrasive way? 
So self-talk is important. You got to be kind to yourself. You got to be realistic and fair. One thing that I think about, for example, I'm just going to continue with this like clean house thing. One thing I think about is like, okay, well, what do I notice if I go to someone else's house? Some people are sticklers and they notice every little thing, but the normal person isn't going to pay attention to like the dust on your bookshelf. Like no one's going over to that bookshelf. (laughs) So just be realistic about what you need to clean for people to come over. This is just an example. Obviously, there's more situations in life where stress and workload paralysis can be overwhelming. But the cleaning, I think, is the funny one. And it's realistic. Everyone can relate to it. Another thing you can try is to track your time. This happens beforehand. It's kind of like a preparatory skill is to track yourself as far as cleaning your house, for example. Like how long does it really take to clean a bathroom? How long does it really take to vacuum the whole house or sweep the floors or clean the floors or whatever? How long does it take? And then from there, you can build yourself an opportunity to do those things without freaking out. Because it's the stress that makes it bad, right? It's not necessarily the stuff that you're doing. It's just the stress of the situation and the urgency that you feel. The other thing you might want to try is just keeping the expectations of others out of your mind. Do what you feel like you can do. Figure it out. Like I said, prioritize. Have a plan of attack. It's important. And then the other thing is, you know, don't stress about success. Like when you begin to stress about the lack of whatever you're doing or whatever you're not doing, these thoughts will snowball and it can bring you down further. When you really think about the situation, is it helping? Are these thoughts helping you with solving the problem? Like probably not, right? I want to talk to you guys about calendars and to-do lists because this is my whole skeleton system of keeping things in order. Some of you may feel like calendars and to-do lists are just not for you. And that's okay. You don't have to like live my life. But I think it's important for you to be open to at least trying a little bit. It really does help. And I just want to kind of talk to you about that whole idea. So I call it Downtime 101. And I've mentioned this in a few different places in my life. But really Downtime 101 is just about managing the free time that you have in a smart way. So like making room for big events, you know, things that you don't want to forget. Use your calendar for chunks of anything that is more than 15 minutes. So if you have a calendar app, and I personally, like if you have a Gmail, you should be using Google Calendar because it's awesome and it ties into your Gmail. It can tie into like your Google Maps It's really cool. And I'm going to kind of talk about it a little bit more later. Like when, you you know, how can you really implement this stuff? Using a calendar app can kind of help you with not bogging your mind down with feeling like you need to remember so much stuff. For example, if you have a doctor's appointment next week and let's say it's on Wednesday at 3 p.m. and your normal life, you're like, oh, yeah, that's a really crazy time of day for me. So now you're going to kind of stress knowing that that appointment is right in the midst of your day. And that whole next week, you're going to either remember it by stressing about it or you're going to forget, right? That's happened. That happens too. So this is where a calendar can come in because you can put that event down in your calendar app or even just have a calendar hanging somewhere like in your kitchen or something. And it's not something that you have to have in the forefront of your mind and in your memory 
at all times now, right? We can just check our calendar and get a reminder of it. So an example for me would be like having little tasks that I do and just knocking them off my calendar. With my master's degree right now I'm pursuing, those tasks are like things that I don't want to forget and I know I need to get done. And there's due dates like every Wednesday, every Saturday, and every Sunday. And for the duration of the course, there is an assignment of some sort due. When my session starts, I go through and spend probably, I don't know, 15 minutes and I make all my events for these due dates in my calendar and I color code them green because I'm going to Tiffin University and that's their school color. I delete these events as I complete them. So that way, every time I look at my calendar, they're in there. They're time sensitive, right? They're due dates. I have to get them done, but they don't need to like stay there. But as you delete them off, it feels really good. Like, oop, don't need to worry about that anymore. I love using my calendar for stuff like that. Anything that's time sensitive or that's an event that you know you need to remember, calendar is super important. Um, I have it set so I know when my paychecks come, like every other Friday for the rest of eternity, I have a little green money symbol that pops up on my calendar so that I know I have a paycheck because sometimes you don't, you know, you're like, when, when do I get paid? Oh, and you can look and then it's nice for like the months that you get three paychecks. Like sometimes that happens. Dude, I love those months. Who doesn't? But it's nice because you can see them like for the whole year. You can scan ahead and be like, oh, cool. I get paid three paychecks on this month and that month. And so, you know, depending on how you use your calendar, you can really start planning like long term too. And it definitely helps with that. I put birthdays in there. Like people are always like, oh my God, so nice. You remember my birthday? Yeah, because I put it in my calendar. It's not like I have this amazing memory. I only have so much capacity in my head. We all do. So you just have to prioritize what it is that you want to spend your time pursuing. Like, do you want to just spend your time and energy remembering stuff? Or would you rather have that stuff written down somewhere so you can focus on something else? That's the question. Just know that when you finish something or like when you get something done, it feels really, really good, right? This positive reinforcement of proper time management is going to be a good thing for you, I think, if you try it. Okay. Another thing that you can try is to-do lists. So I'm big on like checking things off a list and it can be a huge accomplishment. I remember with my son Kingston, this was probably like a year ago. Yeah, it probably was because it was right when COVID hit and we started doing like school at home and stuff like that. He was struggling with keeping up with his assignments and things. And so I encouraged him make a to-do list and he wasn't on board, you know, But I explained to him like, because he's like, oh, I'm almost done with this one assignment. I'm just going to check it off. And I was like, no, you can't check it yet. (laughs) You have to wait until it's actually done. Because if you check it now, you're not going to actually get to celebrate that thing being done. You're checking the box and you're removing that experience from yourself that that thing is actually done. When it's actually done and you check the box, it's going to be awesome. It's going to feel great. You're never going to have to worry about that thing on your list again, right? Having a to-do list can be a little trick and it's all about really celebrating accomplishing things, you know, and being productive in your life. And that's, to me, that's the reward. Like knowing that I'm getting stuff done and I'm crushing it, that is super, super sweet. I have to-do lists everywhere. I'm going to be honest, like I have a work to-do list and, you know, I've tried different planners. I'm a teacher. I'm an art teacher. I teach high school art. 
I've tried all different planners and some of them are really expensive. Like some of the really nice planners that have the days set up like I need, like have like a space for a to-do list. Like some of them are like 50, 60 bucks for a planner for the school year. And I just got to the point where I got so used to how they were laid out that I just made myself a template on like spreadsheets like in Google Sheets or whatever. And I formatted it the way exactly like I want. And it's so nice because every year I can customize it to my schedule. And I have a long to-do list running down the right side of each spread. So like when you open up a book, for example, that's a spread when you have two pages facing you. And on the right side of the spread, I have a to-do list column and it just... It's like, you know, for the whole week and anything that I don't finish or that's not terribly urgent that has to get done that week can roll over to the next week if I didn't have time. And it really helps with like staying organized and like, you know, dealing with if you have moments in your life that are like super chaotic and you can't remember things, that checklist can kind of help you stay on track. So I have one for work. I have a creative to-do list that I keep in my phone. So like all my commission work, I have prioritized by date so that I don't go over on anyone's date because, you know, they're paying customers. It could be a gift or something like, yes, I get it. I'm an artist and I could easily just be like, oh, sorry, I, you know, it's taking a little longer. But realistically, it's all about that time management, right? And prioritizing things. So I have a creative to-do list. I have them for everything. Like at home, if I'm cleaning and I need to get a bunch of stuff done during a day, I'll make a to-do list for in that moment when you're like, oh my gosh, I have this I have to do. I have this, this, this. And your brain is in that moment where you're listing off stuff, write them down because you're not going to continuously be in that mode of thinking. So if you write them down, you're going to have that list to go off of when you're distracted by something else or when the phone rings or whatever. So lists are great. And I even use them for just packing. Like for example, if I'm going on a trip, well, don't wait until the day you pack to like make your list. When you have stuff that you think about in the coming week or to even two weeks and you're like, oh yeah, I want to bring that. Oh yeah, I need to bring that. That little thing I know I'm going to forget, write it down. So I do to-do lists in like my Google Keep app, which is another Google app that I use. Some of my friends tease me because they're like, you could be on a Google commercial like you. You're such an overachiever and like you all things Google. But I just think that it's there. It's free. It works the way it's supposed to work. It's consistent and I can count on it. So why not use it? And it's colorful. They let you color code stuff. It's great. Who doesn't love color? Here's the difference between a calendar and to-do list because I think some people struggle with this. Like why would I have one over the other or both? Like what what is the real reason? Your calendar should be for time-sensitive things that are a large block of times that you need to make sure that you plan for like an event or an appointment or something, stuff that you need to make sure that you plan into your day. That's what a calendar's for. A to-do list is a little different. It might be a little time flexible and it might have a series of things in it. Like, you know, if you have a to-do list that has 10 things on it, you're not going to put all that 10 stuff on your calendar. That's crazy. So a to-do list You know, you could put an event like clean the house so that you remember to clean the house on Saturday, but have a separate to-do list for all of the things that you need to do. So to-do list can be like a more flexible time frame. It's not a specific event. And you can have a running to-do list like I do with work if you want. You know, just have one for each week, stuff you want to get done and anything that doesn't get done, you roll over into the next week. So every like Friday at work, I carry over my to-do list onto the next Monday. So when I turn the page, I have stuff that is already on there. 
Obviously, you're going to add throughout the week little things that you're doing. But I even add things like, let's say I do a task at work that wasn't on my list but had to get done. And later I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I needed to remember to do that. I will write it down and check the box just so that I can look at that list and be like, oh, yeah, that's done. And I don't have to remember, like, did I do that? Because we all know we do like phantom <laughs> phantom tasks where you like don't even know that you did something. You have to think about it. So I write everything down. I just think that writing stuff down is super important. There's even like studies been done about how handwriting things commits it to a deeper sense of your memory rather than just digitally. So I like having a handwritten note and you know, for my calendar, obviously it's in my phone because I know I'm going to take my phone everywhere. The funny thing is, this is crazy, a little side story. I was looking through like an old photo box a couple weeks ago and I found one of my calendars from high school. When I was in high school, okay, I'm going to kind of make myself sound old here, but when I was in high school, we didn't have like smartphones. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but we didn't. And I had this little like Nokia, what's the word for not the QWERTY keyboard, but just like the regular one through nine. And then you had to like click the keys to get to like X or something. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't have a calendar in my phone. But I, I kept a calendar, like one of those pocketbook calendars, the ones that you keep like in your purse or whatever. And I wrote down when I worked, I wrote down appointments, stuff I had to do. Like a calendar has always been a part of my life since I, I mean, you got to figure I was working when I was 16 and I had a calendar, like a life calendar, which I think, you know, for a lot of people, they're like, wow, that's crazy. But for me, it was just a way to get by. I was doing so much stuff, you know, and then even after when I graduated high school, not only was I working, but I was going to school full time at the community college and working full time to pay for my full time school load. So there was like, there's a lot, you know, that I had to handle and take on. And I just figured out like the best way for me to manage all of that. So calendars and to-do lists are so key, you guys. So the question is like, okay, if you're not that kind of person, where do you start? How do you even get to the point where you're going to have yourself be more organized? Because I'm telling you, the more organized you can be with your time, the more time you're going to feel like you have. Like you're going to be like, dang, I have the whole day until five to do whatever. And then those little things that you want to accomplish or the things that you want to do, or even if you want to just relax, those things have space and you can feel good and secure about spending that time too, because you don't feel like you have to be doing something else. So it is key. I'm going to give you some tips and tricks here on just keeping a more organized schedule. And I want to kind of just share a little more insight on how I do it. Obviously, there are other ways to do it and there are other apps and stuff. So if, if you listen to this episode and there's something awesome that you use, let me know on social media. You know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Pinterest, I'm on Instagram. I'm all over the place with this podcast and I would love to hear how you guys stay organized too. That would be great. But this is how I do it. So I'm just going to kind of share with you. So first one is Google. You know, it's free to use. Not only do you get a Gmail, but they give you a Drive account which comes with it. And I think you get, I want to say it's like 15 gigs. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. Okay. But you get free drive space, which is super nice. So if you ever have like a document you want to save attached to your Gmail or something, you can do that. You can just move it into your drive and it's like a digital file for whatever. Um, so that's super nice. And, you know, the calendar app is awesome. You can color code. So like in my calendar, King, his favorite color was red. 
it changes all the time, but a few years ago it was red. So now his color is red. Anything that has to deal with Kingston, it has a red block to it. So I color code. Anything that has to do with my art is a yellow block. Anything that has to do with my personal stuff is like a lavender color. Anything that has to do with work is blue because that's one of my school colors. And anything that has to do with my master stuff is green. So I have a, you know, and then like birthdays are a different color and anniversaries are a different color. I just have everything is color coded because you'd be surprised how color ties to your memory too. Like even if you see a color and you're like, ooh, whose birthday's coming up and you click it. But the other nice thing is that Google Calendar gives you like the view on your phone for the whole month. You can see the events just from like the day. Whereas like Apple Calendar, which I cannot stand personally, I wish they would make it better. You just get these little dots in the in the month view and then you have to like click the dots to see what it is, which is super annoying to me. I don't like it. So to me, Google's awesome. And you can also in Google, which is really cool on your calendar events, you can tie them to a location. So like let's say you have a doctor's appointment uh, and it's like 45 hours away, right? You can put that location in the event And the sweet thing is your phone will like let you know when it's time to leave. You can set it so it tells you like, hey, you you know, are you ready to go? You should be in order to arrive. You should get there at this time. You should leave right now. Kind of cool. So I love Google and I'm, I'm always talking about it. But even just in your Gmail, like keeping yourself organized with folders and the way it all ties together, like you can make an event and you know, you can mention something in your Gmail and it'll say like, do you want to make an event for this? So it's like, it just helps keep you super organized. And the cool thing is the Google uh, Keep app, which is like sort of just, it's like a having like a post-it note app on your phone. You can keep live links in those. You can make checklists in those. You can rearrange them and like drag them around so that they're like one's first over another. You can even tie those to like events. It's just, it's really, really a cool whole thing. Google Keep is really good for checklists and brainstorming notes on the go. And you can even color code those too. So like, you know, I have all my little red notes that have to deal with like Kingston if there's something I want to keep track of. And then like my yellow notes for art and things like that. And it all is tied to your email. You can even hop onto your computer. And if you're logged into your Gmail suite on your computer, you can actually pull up Google Keep. It's like in the little app waffle. I think they call it a waffle. So like up by your little icon in the upper right, there's a little waffle. You can click that and Google Keep is in there and it'll pull up all your notes for you. You can even modify and add to those while you're working from your computer and then they'll sync with your phone, which is pretty sweet too. Another thing that I do is check in with my Google stuff. I check in with my calendar. I check in with my Keep app, I but mostly just my calendar to help me keep in check so that I can reprioritize when I need to. So for example, let's say you have a to-do list that is urgent, right? Like you're going on a trip and you need to pack. Well, you can move that to-do list up to the top so that it's right there and you're like, okay, I need to do this. So it's really cool. And I just feel like with it all being on your phone, It's just, it's such a convenient way to keep yourself in check. And I feel like there's so many people who use technology just for entertainment and pleasure and not enough for productivity and not enough as a tool because really it is a tool. Like we all have these smartphones in our hands, guys, they're computers. We have handheld computers in our hands at all times. What are you using yours for? Use it to your advantage. Figure out ways to make it life easier for you. You're going to have it with you all the time anyways. 
And the cool thing with Google is if you ever got a new phone, you just log in, boom, all your stuff is right there. It's so nice. But you can also do like paper to-do lists. You know, you don't have to do a digital if digital freaks you out or if you're the kind of person that like, you know, doing stuff on your phone just doesn't settle in with you. Make paper to-do lists and have a calendar. I have a, I still have a paper calendar that hangs in my kitchen every year at all times. And it's got like birthdays and any family events and stuff in there. Um, as far as who looks at it, I might be the only one, but I have it there because I want everyone to be able to see what's going on. If it pertains to like Kingston, Doug and I, it goes on there. But even just like having a post-it pad that you keep in the kitchen or a dry erase board, But even if you just have like a post-it pad or something you keep in the kitchen, like a pad of paper, I've seen really cool ones where you can, they're like magnetized. You can stick them on your fridge. That's kind of nice if you don't have a lot of counter space or a dry erase board might be kind of nice, whatever works for you, but just a place where you can write stuff down that you can remember. So there's so many options for you out there. And just having that ability to write stuff down and not have to constantly feel like you have to remember everything. I'm telling you, it removes so much stress off of my plate because I have a lot going on. So when I have an event that comes up and I'm like, ooh, let me just check my calendar and make sure I can fit it in. It's so nice. But I check my calendar every morning and every night. And then if there's events that come up, obviously where I'm like fitting them in or adding them to my calendar, then I kind of am checking over it too. But You know, I definitely check my calendars on the weekends and just wrap my head around the week. But even, you know, in the morning and the night is good too, just to kind of check in with yourself and make sure that you don't forget something in the day. Because it is amazing how like something traumatic or something super stressful will happen. And it just, you know, is like whiplash. It just checks you out of everything else that you're supposed to be doing. And everything comes to a halt, right? But the world isn't going to stop for you. I hate to say it, but it's true. So the sooner that you can accept that and just be like, okay, I need to keep myself in check and what's going on and what I need to do is going to be super important. Here's an example for you. So doctor's appointments or dentist appointments, right? You go to the dentist, they give you that little card. Here's your appointment in six months. Okay, six months, who knows where the heck, whatever I'm going to be into it in six months. I couldn't even tell you. Sure, with any hope, I'm doing the same thing and following a nice steady schedule, but that doesn't mean I'm going to remember this. And if you just take that card and set it somewhere at home, who says you're going to remember by that day that you have this appointment? Now, they have gotten really good about sending up reminders and stuff, which is nice, but I actually don't even take that card from them. I'm like, no, save your card. I'm just going to put it right here in my calendar. And I do it right when they're telling me. So you do get faster at it and it's seriously so easy to put the event in. You can even just put the event in and then later modify it and just write like dentist and what time. But for me, I like to put everything in there unless I'm like super familiar. Like if it's a newer place that I may not remember how to get there, obviously the dentist, you get used to where it is. But let's say it's like a doctor's appointment where you have to come back, but you don't always go there. I'll put the address in there just because it's easier for me. Who knows? What if I want to stop at a store before my appointment that day and I'm somewhere new and I don't know how to get from point A to point B. I have it all set up. I don't need to sit there and figure it out. So it really comes in handy. And like I said, it notifies you when it's time to go, which is so sweet. It's so nice. The other thing you can do in calendar, which is really cool, is you can set reminders. So for example, every six months in January and in July, I have to pay my vendor tax. It's like your sales tax when you're an artist or you have, you know, something that you sell, you know, through your 
company or whatever. And that sales tax is a pain to remember. It's every six months, you have to like log in, yada, yada. And so I will set reminders for myself in the beginning of the month when the tax needs to be paid. So I think it's every 23rd, like, you know, July 23rd and January 23rd. So I set my reminder for like, for example, January 1st, I had a reminder pop up on my phone, like, Hey, you're going to need to pay your vendor tax this month. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you. And the, the reminder on your calendar actually follows with you each day until you check it off and say it's done and then it will stop following you. But that's kind of nice. Like if you have stuff that you need to remember to do, make sure you set it ahead of time. Don't set the reminder for the day when you have to get that thing done. So be proactive for yourself. And then I also have an event like, hey, vendor tax is due today in case for some reason life gets crazy and gets away from me. I have that event there saying like, hey, this I know I'm reminding you every day, but this thing is due on this day. So you need to, you know, pay attention. So overall, I think that, you know, much like the mindset snowball concept that I introduced to you guys last episode, this is very much like a habit that you need to build. And I want you to just be kind to yourself, you know, don't have unrealistic expectations and just know that it can take time to build a habit. I've attached in the show notes an article published by Healthline just addressing that myth that building a habit only takes 21 days. That is not true at all. And depending on the habit, it can take the better part of a year. So I think the average time was 66 days to truly build a habit, but it can just range on what you're doing. The other factor that comes in when you're building a habit is do you have to sort of break down an old habit and implement a new one, or are you just building a new habit? So you have to kind of think about that too, because that's even more work for yourself. It does come down to like just starting small. Be kind to yourself. Make this an approachable thing that you can build on over time. Like maybe you just download the app and start playing around with like putting people's birthdays in there or something, you know, and then the next time you see someone's birthday pop up, you're like, I'm going to get that person a card. So it makes it really nice because it can just be, you know, something small that you do, but you remembered and it's important. So the reality is that, you know, the more you automate these common actions, And that's the thing. And it it says that in this Healthline um, article that our brains like habits, like they really, really like habits because they're efficient. And the more you can automate your actions, the more mental space you have freed up for other things like tasks that don't happen every day. For example, addressing your emotional stress or, you know, your relationship stress, like you have time to actually think about those things and ponder those things and address the things in your life that need attention because you're not so bogged down with remembering your schedule, for example. So it definitely helps. One thing I I should mention this because I think it's important. Things that I don't put in my calendar are like the things that happen regularly, like going to work. Like why put that in there? You know what time you have to be at work. Don't bog down your calendar. Put stuff outside of work that you need to remember. I don't know, just an example for you, unless you want to, unless you want to put it in there. But for me, it's like if that stuff is already automated, why would I need to remind myself of something that I know I need to do every day, Monday through Friday? But again, if your schedule changes every week, it might be kind of nice to keep a calendar so you can keep track. Or like if you have appointments or something, you know, if you're like a realtor, for example, it might be nice to have a calendar just so you can kind of keep track of everything. But again, be kind to yourself. It's so important. If you're taking this on and it's a new skill that you want to build, please, please, please be patient with yourself. 
the important thing is that you start somewhere. And if you're feeling like you'd like to start, you know, achieving more in your day or being more accomplished and overall, just start offloading some of these things that you know that you need to remember, like appointments and mundane tasks, even bills. I mean, I have everything on, like all my bills are on auto pay, literally. But the key with that... (laughs) You got to be careful. If you're going to put your bills on auto pay, don't attach them to a credit card because your credit card is going to build up on you if you don't keep up on it. So that's just, it's as bad as having to remember the bills. So just make sure your bills are coming out of your checking account so that you can stay within a budget and not have crippling debt building up on you, on your shoulders for you to carry around with you. But we'll talk about financial health in another, I feel like that's a whole other ball game. But the idea is to give yourself less to like think about and less to stress about. So you have more room in your mind to like take on your day and take time for yourself and address your passions and execute some plans that truly make you happy. So that's really my little blip on time management and how to approach it. And I just really encourage you guys to try it out. You know, so my call to action for today is really for you guys to just choose a way to help yourself feel less stressed by organizing time or tasks. So pick one if you're feeling like this is way too much for you. I don't want you in workload paralysis, for example, (laughs) over this. But I would pick one, like either pick the calendar or pick to-do list and be like, you know what, I'm going to make a to-do list for work. Or, you know, I'm going to download the calendar app and I'm going to start putting in any doctor's appointments that come in. Just start somewhere. And I promise you, as you build it, you're going to be like, this is actually kind of nice that I can like look and check really quick. And if I want to get together with a friend or something, hang on, let me check my calendar. It just sounds super professional. But the reality is besides besides it sounding cool, it's actually really good for you to just uh, have this thing as a backup um, because technology can have your back if you use it as a tool. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Before I let you go, I just want to relay a heartfelt thank you through the sound waves from my soul to yours. And I really appreciate your time. I hope you guys enjoyed my podcast. If you loved what you heard, please leave me a review and share this episode with someone that you feel may benefit. Head over to floatonpodcast.com to add us on social media and see updates. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye.